Hey guys, this is Wildcat Chris Harris, TNA original and one half of six-time TNA World Tag Team Champions, America's Most Wanted. You are listening to the TNA Cross the Line Podcast. TNA Wrestling, Cross the Line. And we're back with episode 145 of the TNA Cross Line Podcast. I am Bob Conning Jr. With me as always is Dallas Gridley. Dallas, last week, Hector Garza won the main event against AJ Styles to now wrestle the NWA world champion Jeff Jarrett this week on Impact. Quite a shocking development, if you ask me. Uh, We also have... uh, Hopefully get some answers from uh, Eric Watts and Raven in regards to what DDP still doesn't know. Yeah, what is that? Is it about Kimberly? Could be. And then, of course, Dusty Rhodes has a contract that is signed by Russo and Jared for the January pay-per-view final resolution. Now, you would think that since Russo is not part of the company, that maybe that contract is now voided. It's not. Well, Dusty said he controls the fate, man. I mean, it's just it's just how it goes. Is a, is fate a uh, a hint to Jeff Hardy? Oh shit! Very interesting. We didn't see Jeff Hardy on this last episode of Impact, right? Did not. Yeah. So quite a bit uh, going on for this week's episode of Impact, Dallas. And I'm sure, as you had said at the end of last week's episode. That there's some maybe drama still going on backstage. Well, of course there's drama. I mean, there always is here in TNA, and I feel like I don't know if it's ever going to stop. I feel like we're just constantly in drama mode and um, conflict and all that kind of stuff. Um, so yeah, I mean, we can get get right to it. Um, did, did we? We didn't say anything else about last week, I guess. Yeah, I mean, nothing major happened besides what Bob already mentioned, but. Christopher Daniels defeated Mikey Batts. America's Most Wanted defeated Michael Shane and Frankie Kazarian. And a pretty good match, by the way. And Monty Brown defeated Glenn Gilbert in 27 seconds, which is pretty great. Um, so that's kind of that's kind of what went down uh, besides all the major points. Um, a lot of interesting stuff going on, though. I'm curious how we are going to head into a final resolution and how we're going to end off the year 2004 in general. So pretty fun stuff. But yeah, let's... Uh, Let's dive right in, man. Uh, we're gonna, I'm gonna kind of do some follow up from from last week, kind of cover some stuff that I didn't cover. We'll probably mention a few things from the show that we just uh, watched last week, and then I think I have a couple notes that will be saved for during the show. Uh, so this, I do not think, will be even close to as long as the intro that we just had on our last episode, uh, which is great. Good. Sometimes they're good. But, you know, not every week needs to have an hour-long intro before we get into the show. So let me find my spot because I scrolled past it already. Okay, I scrolled past it again. Okay, so I kind of teased uh, something going on. So we, we talked about the, the rumor of the GDP Jarrett and also um, all that kind of stuff, and I, I kind of had to stop. Um, and this was where they were kind of teasing about 
Randy Savage and the match not being great, all that kind of stuff. And I said, we're going to follow up on this. This is part of the same note where we kind of discussed the future plans and all that. So, um, of course, they were talking about the idea of Randy Savage uh, potentially fighting Jeff Jarrett. Well, Bob, unfortunately, Savage once again walked out uh, on the December 7th taping in Orlando. So, yes, technically the show we're watching here was taped on the same day. Well, it happened. Well, there was an angle scheduled with Jarrett, Savage, and Rhodes where Rhodes would announce the main event. Hmm. Could it have been the segment that uh, Jeff Jarrett was out there alone and saying nothing? Yeah, probably. Probably. Well, uh, the word was when uh, talking over the idea for the January 16th title match, Savage refused to do the job when he found out that the pl- that, that was the plan, and he left again. Quite frankly, uh, Dave says that it serves him right because uh, the result of the title match should have been told to Savage, and they should have had something on paper with him so that they could take legal recourse for him screwing up their storylines before they uh, put him over on the show. Savage is not the bad guy here because he made it clear when he first was coming in that he wasn't going to put Jared over. Uh, then they booked him his win, knowing that he's already made it clear, uh, and then were mad when he said it again. So instead, Jarrett and Rhodes did a confrontation, but Savage's name was never mentioned, nor was a main event announced, probably to avoid them committing to something in case Savage had a change of heart like last time when he walked out of a taping and was back in a few days and back in the fold a few days later. There's no indication they'd come up with a new direction, although Hector Garza got a surprising mega push pinning AJ Styles on uh, the one hour of the first hour of the taping, technically. Um now, they could also have gone to Monty Brown, who was the idea of the main event on the December and January shows in Booking Plans a few months ago, since uh, they're already kind of doing this potential plan with DDP being programmed with Eric Watts, because that could potentially be a final resolution match as well. We're all over the place. Yeah. If you can't tell. So, January. Yeah, okay. Uh, these, there's also some other um, rumored matches, and I'm, I don't know if they're going to be announced on this show today. If not, then I'd say it's rumored. So I think we, we're still good. So I'm going to read these. Um, potential spoiler if you're uh, trying not to be spoiled. Fast forward a few minutes, but um, also planned for January 16th are Harrison Storm challenging the new NWA Tag Team Champions Eric Young and Bobby Roode of Team Canada. And it's noted here that when Harrison Storm signed their new contract, one of the things promised to them was a tag team title run in the near future. Apparently, they were led to believe they'd also get the win over Scott Hall and Kevin Nash, who would beat three life crew. Now, as it turned out, that isn't what happened, and um, it would have been hard to believe it would turn out like that. Um, There's apparently also going to be an Ultimate X match, or at least at this time, that's what's being talked about. And that's with Petey Williams going against AJ Styles and Chris Sabin. And Dave and Dave puts a note that while Ultimate X is TNA's best invention, they're coming off of just doing one on the best damn wrestling event period on November 10th. Uh, the matches will be great, but they've destroyed the novelty of the match by doing it so often, he says. Yeah. So those are some rumors kind of coming up. It's if so, shaping up to be decent. That heavyweight total match has got to get figured out, though. Uh, we got someone else upset, unfortunately, uh, and that's Larry Zabisco. 
because he wasn't booked for either the pay-per-view or the TV taping this past week. Uh, while he hasn't been on TV every show, he has been booked regularly since he lives in Jacksonville and it's an easy drive. If you remember back uh, to the interview in Orlando when Rhodes and Zabisco were together, and Zabisco did a far better promo upstaging him, and Rhodes pitched a fit about it. Well, if Zabisco knew Rhodes would be Booker in a few months, I guess he could have uh, tanked his promo. For whatever, for whatever it's worth, Rhodes was told uh, he has six months to turn things around. So, as far as him being Booker. So, Dusty has half a year to improve it. Yep. Now, you mentioned last week that Jarrett is still, like... Involved. Involved. Him and Min- Dutch. Right. Now, he's still a, min- a minority owner, so he's still the boss of Dusty. Depends if what Bob Carter says. Or Dixie, even, we'll say. Because yeah, yeah. if he's majority and he's like, nah, you're listening to Dusty, then... Yes. For booking, or, you know... But if there's trying to work more as a team, I don't think it's I don't think there's going to be too much issue. You know what I mean? Because that's how it's supposed to be. I mean, it's wrestling, so who knows? But that's I think kind of the plan. Um, there is uh, of course the big emotional high coming off the pay per view, but unfortunately it was already gone by the December seventh taping. A lot of wrestlers are coming to grips with the idea that there's a solid chance, Bob. That this thing may not be around much longer. Definitely not 20 years. Definitely not. So, unfortunately, uh, it's hitting some people pretty hard. Now, what hit home was doing two weeks of TV, and to save money, key people like 3 Life Crew and Chris Sabin, who was apparently scheduled for one of the big matches on the show. I don't know, maybe that's why his theme song played. I don't know, just a thought. Oh, who knows, yeah. Um, Sanjay Dutt, Pat Kenny, and Abyss were all flown home, even though they wouldn't have to fly them in because they were there for the pay-per-view. Um, now, they were, uh, since there was no plans uh, for them or to cut costs. So basically, they weren't sure why. They, they were just sending them home. Uh, there were people like Johnny Devine, Eric Young, P.D. Williams, who were also weren't booked to wrestle on TV, but they at least stayed to do promos, which we did see. Uh, we didn't get much info at press time on the tapings, other than they had about... Uh, 500 or so people for the first hour, hour, but a lot of people left early. Now, I had the number last week of 700 people. Take it for what you will. I don't know how many were there. And I'll just tell you right now, because um, I'll probably forget to mention it again next week, but um, there was, uh, apparently on the second show, you're, we're going to see a lot of empty seats. We're going to see where people left, uh, because they didn't take time to kind of move people around. You know, so we'll we'll uh, we'll see. That's a little spoiler for the show. Uh, let's see what else we got here, Bob. Uh, I got some rating updates for you. Uh, on the TNA Impact from December third, it did a point three two rating. Now that was the show with the Jeff Jarrett Monty Brown main event, which is the company's second highest number in history, and a number that has to be a morale booster. So it's pretty fun. Yeah, but they still think it's gonna be over. Yes. And speaking of it being over, my man, Dixie Carter finally gave a talk to the company about all the rumors of them closing up. Okay, this is pretty interesting. She denied that things were bad, but didn't address any specific points that had been brought up, other than that claiming that they were in it for the long haul and the financial situation isn't looking bad. 
She said a toy deal was imminent, that TV sponsorship money would be coming in, and that the TV time slot would be upgraded. I was told she did a good job, and Dave was told, not Dallas. Uh, and it was something that needed to be said, but the morale coming out of the week wasn't strong regarding the future, as we've, of course, noted. Uh, particularly since they have two weeks of TV in the can, and, uh, you yeah, know, we're still kind of... Uh, up in the air about some things. So, uh, they're, you know, people aren't feeling great. Now, she did tell the wrestlers that if they worked two shows on a taping, they would get paid for two shows. So, this is, we've kind of talked about this stuff. Now, if they work one show, they'll get paid for one show. If they are brought into a taping and they are not used, they will still get paid for one show. I think that's an uh, interesting note. Um, now, we did also just say that Abyss and Chris Sabin were sent home. That was in a different newsletter. I'm going to start with that because he has a follow-up here where it's noted that Chris Sabin and Abyss specifically um, were at the taping, uh, but of the others listed were not. And now Sabin was scheduled for the TV match against Daniels, but he was injured, so they put Mikey Bats in it instead. And, of course, the Dave notes that, boy, did Bats look like he did not belong there. So Saban is injured, or at least hurt, from the pay-per-view. It wasn't even... It was uh, It was pretty obvious that Bats was not in the right spot there. No. I just got, uh, I just got three more uh, quick things here, Bob, and it's pretty much about what we just watched, including the fact that really most of the show that we just watched on December 10th was pushing for the replay of Turning Point. Um, they produced the footage on the big moves and all that kind of stuff. Um, hyping it up as the greatest pay-per-view of all time. Cage match was one of the best in history. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, it's also noted that Rhodes' decree that uh, Hector Garza was going to be his Latin star, which is why he got that big pin on AJ Styles on TV. Dave says the match was okay, uh, but not the breakthrough performance Garza should have had. Uh, plus, they did a waffle finish where Styles gave Garza a superplex. They did a double pin, but Garza got his shoulders up. Most of the fans saw it as a semi-squash win for Styles. Uh, but the, quote, weakness of the finish, plus the fans genuinely liking Styles, made no real pop for the upset. I don't know. Uh, squash. Yeah, I, I don't agree with that. For, for AJ? They thought it was a squash for AJ to win? I feel like it was like they're maybe looking at it like, it was like kind of one of those losses where you kind of think that Styles won, so he didn't like really lose uh, kind of thing. Yeah. That's kind of how I took that, but I think poor choice of words, really. Um, and my final pre-show note, Bob, I'm telling you, dude, we're flying today compared to our last episode. Uh, I do have stuff we'll talk about during the show, of course, but um, on TV, as we we did see, uh, they're doing a gimmick where Raven is the shit disturber between Paige and Watts, and Dave says it was actually really good. Put Raven back in the spotlight. Put Watts in a position that he's in a, a top program. Uh, but it's going to be really up to Watts to deliver because he's got an opponent he's trained with on and off for more than 10 years as his foe. Basically, the gist is that, um, as we saw last week, that Raven told Paige there's some secret about Watts that he didn't know. Then he talked to Watts about about Paige and that Paige still doesn't respect him as a wrestler. And, of course, we saw him say, like, you got to hurt him. You just got to hurt him. You got to hurt him. So they're kind of, uh, it's kind of a really weird um, storyline. I kind of did enjoy how they're using Raven as like playing both sides of it. I thought that was kind of funny. 
Uh, and I'm definitely curious to see where it's going to go. Because how is Raven going to be involved once there's a, a match or something? So. I don't know. Yeah. It sounds like he's just manipulating Eric Watts at this point. I mean, yeah, I think it's mostly what's happening. But he's playing the mind games with um, DDP of like, oh, you didn't know about that? Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, actually, I'm going to give you one more bonus note to end on a funny note, because like, why not? Because like, that was just talking about last week. Um, this is actually kind of WWE TNA related. Uh, Triple H was on the best damn sports show, period. Oh, on wow, really? On, on December 8th. Wow. Okay. Okay, so this is kind of a really interesting uh, note. Chris Rose asked him about their own TV specials with TNA. Uh, Dave Meltzer writes that Triple H appeared to be squirming on the chair at that one. Uh, he said that he heard about it but didn't see it. So the producers decided to help him out by showing him some TNA highlight clips. Oh, my God. And uh, Dave says that there must have been some control freaks in their PR department going ballistic about this um, but i think that was absolutely hilarious and i'd love to look that up and watch triple h like see what he reacts to with a tna clip in 2004 that's great yeah i thought that was pretty interesting that's yeah i'm surprised that WWE would have him on a show that was so clearly associated with tna yeah, I think that's a really good point, especially after some of the stuff we've heard about, like they can't work on similar shows and all that kind of stuff. That's a really good point. Um, maybe, I mean, I guess it was since it was a popular show, though. Maybe they just. Well, it was positive for FS1. I wonder uh, if it was so booked in, in, in advance they couldn't like get out of it or something. Oh, it could have been that. Yeah. So, and it's not, and we've seen. Even on that special, like uh, Goldberg was there, The Rock's been on it, so it's probably not completely uncommon. Right, have them there. Um, all right, let's uh, let's jump right into it. Let's uh, do it, man. Nice and quick here this week. <clears throat> December seventeenth, two thousand four. Uh, episode of Impact runtime is approximately fifty-one minutes and twenty-eight seconds. So if you want to watch along with us, head over to Impact Plus or find it in your own personal collection. I'm going to count down from three. And when I say play, that's when we're going to start the show. We're going to see Hector Garza against Jeff Jarrett in what I would only assume is the main event. So here we go. Three, two, one, play. This is TNA. Right into a highlight. Yes. Well, this is, of course, last week. He's talking about him still being the king of the mountain. He's not defending his title, he claims, because he's being a, a poop head. But really, he doesn't have a challenger. Right. That music is Chris Sabin's music. Yeah, wait a second. Maybe he's a challenger. <laughs> That'd be different. Right. Why are they using Chris Sabin's music everywhere? I don't know. Well, because it's good for one. I mean, since they're I mean, they're talking a lot about the title picture here. Now, did you you we noticed last week a lot of people were talking about the NWA title, right? 
Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently, Dusty has told everyone in their promos, whether that they're in the title picture or not, to at least put it over as the ultimate prize in wrestling. Well, which it makes a lot of sense of why it's I, right I, Yeah, I, I don't hate that. Um, it's the philosophy that you take one thing and you have everyone talk about it and fans think it must be important because mm-hmm. even people not in the picture are bringing it up. So that, I think the most obvious case with that was when um, Team Canada brought it up. Because it's like, what? Because right. like, they ain't going to fight for it. <laughs> not right now. No, I like that, though, because that is the ultimate prize. So if everybody has a focus on it, it kind of elevates the title. Yeah. I mean, the show we're about to we're watching right now. Sorry, not about to. We're watching it. Um, it means technically Dusty's third, I believe, third episode of Impact, maybe fourth, actually. Uh, but I feel like things are kind of going in a, in a good direction here. Do I really feel like it feels that much different? than it has no not really and honestly if we weren't reading about some of this stuff i don't know if i'd pick up on it super quick so like there's that too i guess well i think we would have noticed that everyone is talking about the title well the last week was very obvious yeah we can't it's in canada okay highlight zone we're getting a look at the impact zone Reminder, we were noted that 700 people were there. Dave's has 500, I don't know, people left, apparently. I don't know. I'm just I'm just relaying the info I got. I wasn't there counting everyone. They should cut down on the pyro, maybe, for the budget. Yeah. That's such a major concern. Uh-oh. Uh, I want to point out... Um, I mentioned to Dallas, you know, last week I mentioned, hey, AJ, uh, well, there was one indie note, and it was for AJ Styles, and I proceeded to not say it, because I'm a genius. Um, Back on December 10th, which was the same day as Impact, AJ Styles lost to Homicide at Jersey All-Pro, season beatings in Rahway, New Jersey. So... There's no guarantee that I'm even going to remember to say it when I already have said, hey, I need to say it. You're welcome. Uh, There's actually an indie show that I'm wondering if you're going to bring up or not. Um, I don't know who's wrestling on the show tonight, but... Is it uh, something for Sabu? It is. Yeah, there's a, a night of appreciation for Sabu. If you want, I can just look into it already and kind of go through it. oh shit okay so a lot of tna guys on it well let's start with this quick first we got johnny b bad with sunny siaki and it looks like they are facing off against the naturals to kick us off here that's yeah this could be interesting uh well what do you have do you have something specifically on it or no um i have some names who worked it which you'll probably get into um yeah and i have some just interesting notes about the show just in general since there's so many tna guys on it okay so I'm probably just going to run down the whole card because I just looked at it and it's a lot of either current or former guys in TNA. So that show took place on the 12th of December in Belleville, Michigan. As uh, Johnny B. Bad and Chase Stevens are kicking off this tag match. <clears throat> uh, D-Ray 3000 and Sharkboy defeated Conrad Kennedy III and Eddie Venom. A1 won the BCW Can-Am Heavyweight Championship when he defeated D'Lo Brown. Mountie Brown defeated Dallas. AJ Styles defeated Christopher Daniels. 
Team Canada, which is Johnny Devine and Petey Williams, defeated Gutter and James Storm. Rude Boy and the Insane Clown Posse defeated Briar Wellington, Corporal Robinson, and Zach Gowan. This one's a bit of a shocker here. Michael Shane defeated Jeff Hardy. Whoa. And in the First main off, event. Rare, rare Jeff Hardy indie note as well right there. Isn't that very rare? Yeah. Uh, and then in the main event, Mick Foley was the special referee for a match that saw Shane Douglas defeat Raven. Ooh. You want to take a guess on how many people were in attendance for that show? I already know it. 700, right? Uh, yeah, so interesting stuff. Uh, uh, by the way, uh, Johnny B. Bad just had control over Chase Stevens, but now Siaki and Andy Douglas are in here. Uh, pretty standard stuff here, nothing nothing crazy. Um, so my notes about the show. So, yeah, 700 fans. It was huge success, they're saying. It's a benefit show for Sabu. Benefit, yeah. um, and it's helped him raise uh, more than $15,000 to pay for his medical bills. 200 people were turned away at the door, wow. even with bad weather at this venue. Um, I mean, I have tons of stuff about it, but I'm mostly going to focus on TNA stuff. Um, I got names like Monty Brown, ICP, AJ Styles, Daniels, Divine, Petey Williams, James Storm, Michael Shane, Zach Gowan, and Jeff Hardy, as well as, uh, he says, MC and Jimmy Hart all worked the show for no pay. Oh, wow. Pretty cool. Yeah. Um, also, Michael Shane and, or he says Shane. I'm assuming it's Michael Shane he's referencing here. Could be Shane Douglas. It could be Shane Douglas. Uh, but in Dallas came in with no notice and unadvertised because Chris Harris was mistakenly double-booked by TNA. And Kid Cash called ahead uh, saying he had a college exam the next day and there's no way to fly back to Nashville in time for the class. So there's a couple mm-hmm. notes. Um, and now, even though they were both injured at the TNA pay-per-view, both Saban and Abyss were also there. Hmm. Well, that's pretty cool that they were able to raise so much money for Sabu. Is this is this the injury that <clears throat> was from a couple of months ago that he couldn't appear? I'm so I'm kind of thinking it is. Yeah. I also just wanted to point out because you said Mick Foley was there. So many TNA guys, they must have let him do it since it was a benefit, a benefit show. Yeah. Douglas working over a Siaki here with a kick to the midsection. They're now rubbing his eyes on the middle rope, keeping him in the ring. I really hope the Nationals don't lose this. Chase Stevens with some strikes here to Siaki. Drops him to his knees. Siaki responding with forearms. But Douglas cuts him off from behind and then sends him to the floor. And by floor, I mean apron. Siaki hammering away. And is he going to do... Springboard roll through and then tags in Johnny. Johnny going to the top rope. Holy shit. Those line. <clears throat> I'd just like to add that still Johnny B. Bad is here longer than I expected. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Knee lift. You don't like these knee lifts. No, I don't like those, dude. It's like one of those things where it's like you can very obviously see him like slap their back and like the way he just does it. Like it's just like one of those moves that just bothers me. Siaki and uh, Johnny whip both the naturals into each other. They're going right after Andy Douglas, a double team. But Chase Stevens climbing up to the top. Oh, he gets crouched. Holy shit. 
big back, double backdrop. Up in the lights, that's right. Mm-hmm. Fucking it's wicked eye. Is Johnny going to hook him for a hurricanrana? You said he doesn't do this anymore, so let's see. Oh, yeah, he he's had, going he, for it. He didn't do it last time. He's properly... Yeah, he's, oh! He held, oh, uh, <laughs> Douglas held on to Stevens. Okay, that was... Come on. Rudy Charles jumped over the feet of Chase Stevens over up wow. on the rope. But, wow, big Stevens, win for the Naturals. Stevens with his feet on the ropes was able to pin Giant B. Bad. Now, here's the thing. We cannot play this off as a fucking upset because they're former tag team champions. I know. So we, I really hope we're not trying to play this up as some kind of upset. Dude, the fans have spoken about Turning Point. Did you know that? Did they spoke about it? I mean, I've heard of, I've heard a few times. Now, since they're showing the uh, the thing here, I have some I have a Elix Skipper interview notes. Mm, okay. And it's about oh, I scrolled up too high. Hold on, I gotta find it again. Um, okay, so it was an interview on between the ropes. Uh, he said that when he went up there to do the cage walk, he was bleeding, sweaty, and just had been power bombed and. Really didn't want to think about how high up the cage was or how he was going to land. Uh, he said he slipped, then just popped up and did it without thinking. Afterwards, he was in tears backstage because of the reaction they'd gotten. He said he'd wanted to do some sort of cage walk spot forever, uh, just so he could say he did something that no one will ever do again. Uh, and that includes himself. He said himself. <laughs> so even he's saying, I'm never doing that move again. So apparently it's it's kind of he kind of wanted to do it the first time they did the cage match, which I think is kind of interesting. Well, he would <gasps> dude, just ten bucks, full size Turning Point poster. Do you have that or no? I do have this poster, and I have it signed by a lot of people on the show. We're shipping available in time for Christmas. We're kind of late, <laughs> December seventeenth. Universal parking garage. There's a sign we're seeing. Directive authority office. Oh my god, he's in his truck. He's saying CEOs have big offices, but where I come from, this is where you do your business. He's in the back of his pickup truck. He's saying, Jeff Jarrett, we'll defend the title. I guarantee you that. So he's saying he's got a surprise. He's waiting on the call, though. Pete is going to defend the title. We know how good that is. Hope someone's knocking on his door. What's Tracy? Somebody knocked on his bumper. Well, she wanted to congratulate him on the pay-per-view. Give her goosebumps. If it wasn't for you, I knew we wouldn't be able to do it. See all the papers in your office, all your phone calls. Oh, she wants to be his secretary. Oh, she fell. She fell right onto Dusty's lap. This is so stupid. Oh, my God. This is so stupid. It's in the seat. The phone's in the seat. As she's bending over... Uh, Okay, Dusty. She's going to do good. 
Yeah, so he, I think he referenced Petey Williams' uh, Ultimate X match there. Dude, they're doing TNA awards. TNA.com, TNAwrestling.com oh. awards. Tag Team of the Year, Frankie Kazarian and Michael Shane, or... Did, did they win? No. You can vote now. Three Life Crew is a, a nominee. The Naturals. Oh, I like the music. The New York Connection. Yeah, okay. Your connection, my ass. Team Canada. AMW, right? Triple X broken up. Yeah, but they were they wrestled most of the year. Well, they can't win. And America's Most Wanted. Huh? I wonder what team's gonna win. Wonder. The year end awards. What about like Jarrell Clark and Mikey Bats? How come they weren't in there? Doesn't count. All right, here comes Bobby Roode with Scott the Moore. We are 14 minutes and 15 seconds into the show. Also, oh. it's 37-12 left. I feel like we've been watching this shit for a half hour, and not in a bad way. I just We've been talking so much about uh, all these different notes and shows and stuff. It just feels like we've been doing this longer. Oh, here we go. And Jeff Hardy. I mean, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it doesn't really sound like he's getting a big pop or anything. Oh, he almost slipped. I mean, he did just spit water everywhere. He almost did a Juventud Guerrero on uh, Nitro. Okay, Lance, I need you here. Jeff Hardy has that shirt that you want, but it's in green. It's different. It was black before with a white logo. Now it's green with black. See, that person has the black the black and the white one on. So Bobby Roode versus Jeff Hardy. This would be a main event uh, title match in like 2011, 2012. I know. I was just going to say, didn't they fight for the t- title? This is kind of crazy. Okay, and Lance, I also need your pin. Do you like the green one better, or do you like the black one better? I like the green, I think. The green looks pretty good. Oh, catches the kick. The charismatic thing, but going right after Bobby Roode. And he, of course, drawing leg drop. Oh, shit. Going for the whisper in the wind and gets pushed off the post. Outside the ring, hits the guardrail, and now Demore going to lay some uh, punches in here on Hardy. Son of a bitch. Oh. Big deal is send him to the floor. Well, dude, he went off the top rope. Yeah, that's not like that's never happened before. Twisting his neck, hammering away. Now, Bobby Roode should be the favorite to win this because he is the one half of the tag team champions. Jeff Hardy tends to lose big matches. He hangs him down by his hair. 
Yeah. And neckbreaker, like he's Rick Rude. I love it. One, two, kick out by Jeff Hardy. He's choking him. He's injured. He's hurt. You know, it would be kind of interesting to see uh, Jeff Hardy in an Ultimate X match. Yeah, it would. I don't think he's in. He's in one of them, doesn't he? No, but I'm saying like in this at this time. At this he, time, oh, he yeah. definitely is in one. I've never seen it, but I I know he's in one. Jawbreaker. Uh, no, but like 2005, go for like the X division title or something. If you're not gonna give him the world title, you might as well put him in the X division. I Tornado agree. Tornado DDT on Rude, and they're both down. And you know what? I think I'd turn him heel. In the X division, Jeff Hardy. Would you really? I think I would. I, for one, very much enjoy his heel run when it happens. Like, a lot. You do? It's not even that long. Yeah, it always stands out to me. Now, listen, I know there's like a lot of... He has, over he, to, like, March. No, he had a lot of issues uh, at the time, but I really enjoyed the character. It's almost like a sling blade there. He had a different look. I don't know, dude. It just it spoke to me, man. Yeah, I don't know. They. The wrong form of there. They're here. The <laughs> like over there, right? Is that what they do? Like the wrong one? Yeah, it's like they are coming. Or, and then like they grab the sign out of the crowd, but like let's be real, it was probably a planted sign, which still was funny it because it was, it was still like the wrong spelling. Bobby Rude going for a power bomb, Canadian bomb. <laughs> oh, oh. Well, Oh, Hardy slips out. Hardy got out of it. This is a little sloppy now. That's okay. Going for, two Going for the twist. No. I just thought that Posey was Brian Hebner for a second. <laughs> Going for a twist again. Rude breaks out again. He twists the arm. Whisper the wind. Oh. Really got him there. No kick out by Rude. Left by Rude, clubbing him over the back. Hooks him for a suplex, and nope. Jeff counters, kicks in the midsection, twists of fate, and hits it to knock down Rude, who is conveniently set up for a potential swanton. You know, slowly going up. Rude looks like he's going to get up. Cuts him off the right hand. Hardy the more takes kind of distract him. Yeah, he did a little bit. And oh, Rude gets shoved off. Swan, huh? I'll make it. One, two, three. Hardy with a clean win. Over one Over, of our tag team champions. Yeah, one half of the champ of the tag champs. Okay, turning point thing again. And the fans have spoken about turning point. Yeah, it was a good show, and it's going to get to the point here where uh, I'm going to hate it now. 
Yeah. Well, uh, DDP did an interview on Interactive uh, Interview Radio Show where he praised the pay-per-view, uh, saying that it was better than anything WWE has done in years. So that's where that quote's from for you. Uh, and he also said that TNA was the first time first time he'd had fun in wrestling since 1998. What was that? He said it was the first time that he had fun in wrestling since 1998. I haven't had fun doing this podcast since about April 2003. So. Oh, wow. Joking. Uh, joking. This is these uh, video packages, though. I mean, I understand the week after, but. Johnny hey, Swinger coming out to a knockoff of Just Incredible's ECW theme. <laughs> what in the world? Snap your fingers. That is really weird. Wow. I wonder, was Just Incredible? Maybe was Just Incredible booked to come in? Who's this? What the fuck is Says, what did TNA become famous for? Oh, geez. Oh my God, it's Dustin Rhodes. Dustin Rhodes is here. I wonder if it has anything to do with Dusty being the Booker. Talking about the open door policy. Okay, if anybody's wondering, Dustin Rhodes is uh, currently dressed up as if it's WCW 2000 with his red pants. This song is real bad. Yeah, it's not great. Obviously in a lot better condition than he was in uh, WCW 2000. So they're giving us this whole rundown and acting oh, yeah. as if he has never been here. Now, let's say he was just here in February, wasn't he? Yes. And um, I mean, I don't know if he's done much since then. Bob will tell us, I'm sure, but I can look it up for you. Like I said, there's there's really no uh, there's no really swinger and uh, Dustin here. Random match on uh, on our TV. Well, so Swinger, he didn't come out to the NYC theme or anything. No, that's good to point. Is that dissolved with like no Trinity now? And then Glenn doing a 27 second job. Uh, son of a bitch. Let's go back. Okay. Uh. I'm trying to find okay, here we go. So this is yeah, this is the return of uh, Dustin Rhodes. <clears throat> he originally came in on February 4th, losing to Jeff Jarrett, and then he had one other appearance teaming with El Leon to defeat the Redshirt Security. Uh he hasn't rustled since July. Clothesline here on Swinger, where he teamed up with Barry Windham to defeat uh, Rise in the Cuban Assassin for Full Impact Pro. Wow. Uh, back in April, he worked uh, World One in Pennsylvania, going by the name of Dusty Rhodes Jr. Oh, God. Uh, on that. <laughs> oh, I on, hate that. I'm not, I don't like that either. On a three-day tour from April 8th to the 10th, he defeated Justin Credible, uh, Mana, 
and then lost to Steve Carino on the uh, the last of that. And then pro- back in March, he had a brief tour with Zero One, where he was also known as Dusty Rhodes Jr. Uh. Interestingly enough, on the on March fifth. Dusty Rhodes Jr. teamed up with Steve Carino, losing to Dusty Rhodes and Tom Howard. Oh, wow. And then two days later, for Hustle, uh, the promotion Hustle, it says Hustle-2. Hustle I don't know what that means. Hustle-2. Mm-hmm. Okay, that is the promotion. Uh, Dusty Rhodes Jr. teamed up with Dusty Rhodes. Oh, wow. To lose to Satoshi Kojima and Shinjiro Otani. What are you pronouncing Japanese names? I'm, those guys I'm pretty familiar with. Backslide, backslide. Nothing. Uh, not much has gone on. A lot of brawling. Uh, Swinger did a catapult into the bottom rope, and they were making it sound like he died. So nothing nothing too wild over here. I mean, I don't necessarily hate that Dustin Rhodes is here. No, me either. I, I but it is absolutely because of Dusty being the booker again. I hate his theme song. One of the worst I've ever heard. If there was like a mid-card title, Dustin Rhodes would absolutely be winning it. That's not the exhibition title. Sleeper. His size. He's able to get out as he gives like an open-handed punch, otherwise known as a slap, to Johnny Swinger. I don't think I've ever really noticed how tall Dustin is. Dustin's tall as fuck. But like, I, met- really, I don't know if maybe it's how the camera's prompted here, but it's like very noticeable here. Oh, what that was the world. Dustin was going for a snap power slam. And he fell, and Swinger immediately pinned him. I mean, guess a good cover, but a good. Well, I, I don't think I don't think Swinger was gonna. I don't think Swinger was anticipating to take it. No. Kick out at two. Yeah, Dustin Rhodes' look here, not good. Yeah, I'm not a fan of it. But again, that's just because of. WCW 2000 vibes. Right. And his feud with Terry Funk where he hit him with a rock chicken. Oh. <clears throat> Elevated reverse DDT. That should do it. And he pins him. That's a curtain call, right? Yeah, that's not gold though, so we can't call it. I know. I know. I'm just... I was trying to hear if they called it something, but I don't think they did. Wow, what a big win for Dustin Rhodes. These fans are losing their mind for a Dustin Rhodes win. Okay, and we go to commercial and another replay thing. Well, Bob, there's all these rumors about the demise of the wrestling channel in the UK. We've been talking a lot about this channel. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, their director of program, Sean Herbert, uh, sent out an email on December 10th saying that the ratings for the station have been disappointing and the company hasn't been able to bring in enough money to cover the costs. And guess what? There's other news because they're also in negotiations with TNA about showing impact on this channel that's going down. So that's fun. 
I'm surprised well, here, that it didn't like do better. I know. Uh, we're getting that final resolution uh, video package again. And hey, on that note, Bob, this is just a fun fact. It's nothing bad here. There's a pay-per-view every Sunday in January. Pride on January 2nd. New Year's Revolution on January 9th. TNA Final Resolution, January 16th. King of the Cage show on January 23rd. And the Royal Rumble on January 30th. Also, WWE's doing two. I think I remember when that happened. Yeah. I think I remember that, too. That's kind of bizarre. Shane Douglas backstage with Dustin Rhodes. Long layoff. He has also since July. That's the reason right there. Saying it's the greatest professional wrestling organization in the world. Two weeks ago at Turning Point. Five-star pay-per-view. Greatest he's ever seen. He's the number one reason he's here. Oh, it's because Jeff, Jarrett, and the NWA title. Wait, is this the surprise call he was waiting on? We know who your dad is. Come on. I'm coming for you. Okay, well, this is, again, this is Dusty telling people to make sure to cut a promo on the champion. So that doesn't necessarily mean he's coming for it. Like, he's going to be the challenger. Right. Although, but the thing about that is that he, um, the the surprise call thing, like, make, yeah. I could see it. I could see him twisting that. Uh, we're getting a video package here of DDP and Raven and Eric Watts. Raven kicking out of the uh, diamond cutter of Rarity. And then Eric Watts was like, no, I'm going to turn on you. Close lined him. Um, I'm going to give you a little preview for next week, Bob. I have a really interesting note about Dustin Rhodes. And all I'll say is that backstage promo was not the only promo he cut on the show, and uh, it may or may not have aired. So he cut a different promo. Yeah, he cut an in-ring promo that ended up getting nixed. We'll talk about that next week. So I'm assuming it would be after the match. Yeah, I think it was after the match that they cut it. Are they teasing a Kevin Nash DDP thing right now? I kind of think they are. That's what it looks like in this from the video package. You don't know, do you? What are you talking about? Watts and the thing. He's so vague. I love it. Maybe earn a little respect, but no. I do think I'm done with notes for this show. Uh, I think we kind of covered everything. Gotta hurt him. Eric, you gotta hurt him. Gotta you gotta hurt, hurt him. him. You gotta hurt him. Welcome to the, to the territory. Not anymore. 
Oh. But we're back. Who the fuck is, is this? That? Whose song is he coming out to? Is that Lex Levette? No, it's Scotty no, Matthews. Scotty Matthews. He looks scary. You know what? He's got an interesting look. Is this Kazarian's theme? Whose theme is this? I don't know. They usually don't give the uh, enhancement talent entrances again anymore, so this is kind of interesting. I mean, he's in phenomenal shape. I like the look. I like his look. We've heard his name before. He's he's never been on TV, but oh fucking a. Oh my god, that's the worst ring attire I've ever seen. What is he wearing? He's got a weird like. Oh shit! Oh, Diamond Dallas Page. Diamond Dallas yeah. Page just hit the diamond cutter on Scotty Matthews. Eric Watts doesn't even know it, and now he does. Now he does. Oh shit. Is it, I'm kind of bummed out about not seeing Scotty Matthews Russell. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why, but he had, he has a good look. Scotty Matthews. I'm gonna look him up right now. Let's see if there's a maybe a, like a match or something. Swats so is like fine. Okay, you want to be like that? I'm not going to come to the ring. He's got a giant, he's got the Wumbo um, belt on, it looks like, from Spongebob. The big W. Okay, so there's definitely some matches here for Scotty Matthews. Doesn't look like there's really anybody of uh, note, like any other name that I really know. It's me. It's DDP. Self high five. Well, you know what? At least DDP saved us from having to watch an Eric Watts match. Although I got, I did want to see Scotty Matthews. Sorry, you're in awards voting. The best finishing maneuver nominees. Well, the stroke. The stroke. Swanton for Hardy. Jeff Jarrett's the most devastating, so you should probably win. Yeah, so. The Pounce, probably, right? Canadian Destroyer. Yeah. Cradle Shock? Would that be on you? Black Hole Slam? Powerbomb? Kevin Nash? It's gotta be the Pounce. Wait, no, it's gotta be the Stroke, right? Oh, I thought they already said Styles. Well, Styles Cash is obvious. Diamond Cutter. Oh, get out of here, the Diamond Cutter. <laughs> yeah, dude, best finishing moves. As long as you're in there before the end of the year, you should count. I guess so. Michael Slam. The Raven Effect, Even Flow, or whatever. No. Yeah. The Raven Effect. I like the music. 6.30, draw dark. No, because they know he'd win. <laughs> yeah, he would. I'd vote for that. The crossfire. Jesus. Jason Brown. 
Oh, we're going to flashback to the Hector Garza. So we're getting that bilingual uh, commentary throwback. Yeah, Hector getting uh, arguably the biggest match of his career against uh, Chuck Jarrett. Do you think that Hector Garza can win tonight or what? No. Wow. Against Jeff Jarrett, come on. It's Jeff Jarrett. Yeah, well, come on. She's at the best finishing move, the stroke. So? Hector Garza has a springboard moonsault thing. That's I mean, he's, pretty he, he's pretty good. Wow. And here we are with the same music that was in that uh, video package. So, Time for the Impact main event here. And we have 13 minutes right now left in the show. I think Hector Garza should, just, should win. And then he can get a title match at final resolution. Hector Garza and Jeff Jarrett. Oh, Moody Jack, back on the call. Why is it like... I mean, I understand why it would be for Hector Garza, but we haven't done this before for anybody other than Hector Garza. Because they're trying to push him as the big Latin star, remember? Well, yeah, but... I feel... Oh, wait, Don's on commentary as well. Oh. Jeff Jarrett, great. Get your pyro in, buddy. No. Oh, okay. Oh wait. Is he gonna do it now? Right, Jeff, just put your arms up. I know what. And there we go. Making the pyro guy sit there and wait to press the button. Yeah, to press the sparkler button. That was barely even a pyro. <gasps> yeah, that's what it was. Are they are they putting two fingers up like he does? The people in the crowd? That's what is taught. That's funny. Oh my fuck the pyro oh, guitar, dude. Fucking guitar thing. In my world. Hector Garza's like, wow, look at you. Is Garza bigger than Jarrett? Like muscular-wise? Anything. I don't think he's taller than him. Dude, it's so fucking close. I'm looking it up. Jared's build at six foot. Which I think... Garza is like probably 5'11". He's built at 5'10". Okay, it's really fucking close. The thing is that Jared's build at six foot? I don't know if he is. No, I don't think so. Jared's probably 5'11". It was Abisco will render a decision. Well, I'm going to tell you guys right now, he ain't there. So, no, he will not. Yeah, Sabisco is still the judge. I remember when it was supposed to be like Harley Race, Terry Funk, Sabisco. And then that's like never happened. 
We never saw half of the names of the championship committee. Yeah. Yeah. Leapfrog over. Scooping a slam by Jarrett. Ain't that great? Oh, he's going to relax. Oh, the ropes. That was easy. I'm double J. Jeff J. Let's go, Hector. Dustin Rhodes came to TNA because of Turning Point. You hearing that? That is exactly why. Well, then explain to me why he came in February. What was the point then? Rip ties. Well, Jared avoids an arm drag because he's smart. Drop toll hole by Jared. Slap in the back of his head. Oh, man. Jared's just trying to piss off guards a bad tonight. Paintbrushing Jeff Jarrett. Ooh, slaps him in the face. Garza responds with a slap in a right hand. Dropkick by Garza. Sends Jarrett into the ropes. Drop down. Leapfrog. Drop toe hold. He's going to slap the back of his head now. I knew it. Little payback. Slap in the back of the head. Oh, shit. Close on shift right out of the ring. Falls to the floor. Is Garza going to do it? Is he going to dive? Is he going to baseball slide? Definitely dive. Oh. Stopped. Jarrett's like, I kind of thought about it. Slingshot. Crossbody. Oh, yeah, we're going to commercial. All right, so there's 11.51 in the match today. Time time limit. So let's see what comes back. How much? I say there's going to be seven minutes. Yeah. Dude, you can buy the best of AJ Styles and the best of America's Most Wanted. Christmas delivery available. I still think it's best of. Like buying the DVD of it. I'm a sucker. Forty-four ninety-five plus shipping handling for both. Yeah. This year, my resolution is to be a better musician. Improve my tables. Let me show there's a friend in need. Pause. Our resolution. Because <laughs> they're perfect. They don't need any of that garbage. It's your resolution. Uh, no, nine minutes. Nine seventeen. Non-title, of course. Ooh. There's a drop and Jared over the railing. Got first. They're back in the ring. Top rope Garza misses a missile drop. <clears throat> That's probably going to lead to a figure four or something. He's going to hold his knee. And be like, oh, my knee hurts. Garvin stomp here by Jared. 
Moody, Jack Melendez. Let's go Garza. Oh my God! There's a let's go Jarrett chance too. Are we serious? Well, here's the thing. I I thought maybe they would because they're probably the fans are probably more aware of Jarrett. Yeah, that's a good point. Bob's favorite move. Jarrett jumps on him while he's laid over the second rope. I mean, Bob talks about it all the time. Uh, he sometimes tries to do it to the dogs at home. Yeah. Like the one dog, Timmy. Titan. Titan. El Torito is Hector Garza's finishing move. I had no idea that's what it was called. Tree of Woe, and he just does a running knee. Like <laughs> okay, that was dumb. <laughs> I, mean, I, just kicked I him. mean, I feel like you, you got to do a baseball slide drop kick there. Not a running knee lift. Now he's choking him out. That's great. Oh, he's out of the tree now. Jeff Jarrett's like, yeah, I'm fixing the knee pads. I'm not dropping them down. I'm pulling them up. Today's the win. So he's saying if Hector Garza won, maybe he'd be in line for a shot at final resolution. I think that's really I feel like long ago we did talk about the idea of Hector Garza being um, a potential contender at one point, didn't we? He just doesn't look like he's an X Division guy, so I feel like we at least talked I, about. It. Well, that's why I, I I'm saying I wouldn't hate it. There's no there's no reason why TNA shouldn't be doing different things. There's no, I mean, rehashing things from 1997 is not going to get you a huge buy rate or something or great ratings. Not to say that Hector Garza necessarily would, but it's something different. Right. Oh, look at this. Like, I would rather see this than Jarrett and Dustin Rhodes. Well, let's just hope that's not the case. Jareth and I rake sends Garza in the ropes. Garza ducks a clothesline, leaping clothesline of his own. Kick to the midsection. He's going to hook Jarrett for a well, scoop and a slam. Finish him off, Garza. He doesn't know what corner to go into. Kicks Jared in the midsection. Kind of fix the hair. Of course. Form. Another form. Who's this guy? I think he has Tito Santana. El Matador. <laughs> oh. Garza coming for the boot. Slaps Jarrett. Tornado DDT. Got it. Uh oh. That might be it, folks. Although I'm sure Scott Hall and Kevin Ash are still there, right? Uh, I would assume. You're the guy that's got all the notes. I would assume that. I wasn't told they left. What if now we've Savage comes out? I'll do the job, brother. I'll do the job, brother. He unquits. 
I thought he was supposed to win that title. Savage. I guess not. Dramatic kick. Well, I guess he was. I guess when when you say I'm not gonna job to Jarrett, you just assume that yeah he would win the title. Yeah. I'm wondering if we're ever even gonna hear his name again. If they're just gonna, nah. No, Garza bumped into the ref after missing a splash in the corner. Oh, oh no, shit! Good time. The referee is uh, definitely conscious and pointing at the guitar, saying, "No, don't do that." Oh, Andrew Thomas takes it away. Oh my God! A roll up. Two. No, Jared kicks out. Four minutes left in the match, or the time limit. Ah. Uh, wait, is Scott, Hall. Scott Hall's wearing a different shirt than you had in that backstage segment. Is it? He, well, it's a different tape. Oh, wait, it's a different it's taping. A, yeah. Different episode. No. You're right. You're right. Damn it. Garza right, drop giving Scott Hall. How come Andrew Thomas isn't calling for the bell? They've entered the ring, and then that should do it. That's a That should do it. Andrew Thomas, you son of a bitch. That's a disqualification. They're you saying just, it on commentary. Double drop kick to the outsiders. Interesting booking here, making the outside. Did you see that? Mm-hmm. He went to call for the bell. Garza uh, didn't want it. Andrew Thomas had to tell him to grab my arm. He was like, grab my arm. To stop the bell. That's funny. Gar- Uh-oh. Garza going to the top rope. Oh, my Jared's God. Got the oh, guitar. my God. Moonsaw pretty fucking smashed him with the guitar. Hey, we're going to allow this. This is insane. One, two... Jarrett pins Son of a bitch, man. Because of the Kings of Wrestling. You son of a bitch. And that's it. We go off the air. I can't believe that. Oh, Bob. What'd you think of that episode of Impact? I didn't think it was bad. I think it was fine. Uh, it was it was fine. I mean, again, it's really tough for these forty-five minute or fifty-minute episodes to be bad. Yeah, I mean that's our common trend here. Um, <clears throat> Dustin coming back is like cool, I guess. Um, we'll see what happens with him. I mean, that's. I mean, that's all right. I, I'm not. Uh, I mean, I'm not like up in arms about it, but. Yeah, I mean, I'm not either. But I mean, he's not gonna really make any any level of difference right for me so um i don't really care about that and he's a, again another recognizable name but then again is it too much of an influx of talent in a month he's like the fifth guy i don't know come in here so yeah um i think that is interesting i really hope that uh i know the only good thing about this is that we do, in fact, have the six weeks before the pay-per-view. If we had four weeks and we are two to the pay-per-view now, and we don't have a main event, that'd fucking oh, suck. Yeah. Um, so we're really kind of lucky that we have that extended <clears throat> amount of time. I think that <clears throat> something should be announced by the end of next week's episode. That way you have three weeks. Yeah, I agree with that. Because you don't want to go with just two weeks of build on whatever your main event could be. Yeah, no way. No, we, we got to know. We have to know. Yeah. 
Uh, but yeah, no, I thought that was a, a solid enough episode. I certainly wasn't uh, bored or like pissed off that I watched it. So that's uh, that's always yeah. it's always a great sign. Yeah. Uh, our next episode is going to be Christmas Eve. Holy crap! That is going to be a special episode. Are we going to be treated to some fun TNA action, or is it going to be just cold? It's going to be a, a load of cold, baby. I hope not. Uh, we also will have a New Year's Eve um, episode as well. If I have a wow. schedule here. Well, and I guess really uh, somewhere somewhere between, well, not New Year's Eve. I guess really our recap show is going to end up kind of dropping in the new year then, huh? Yeah, it sure seems like it. Okay, well, I don't know when exactly, but we'll uh, we'll let you guys know. Yeah, we'll have to figure something out. That'll that'll drop that the week in between then at some point. Probably, I mean, if I was to guess. See, I kind of liked when they used to have a week off. It kind of gave us a little breathing room, but that's okay. Yeah, we'll see. Um, it'll be fine. Well, we'll I mean, it, it, could, it could be a recap show. I don't know. We'll have to look oh. into it and make sure it's not a recap show. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, okay. Well, we'll find out. Yeah, we will. Uh, all right. Thanks for uh, joining us this week. Uh, we'll uh, hopefully get some answers for a final resolution starting next week as we are now just a mere four weeks away from the first pay-per-view of 2005. So we'll see you ne- next week again for Impact. For Dallas Greeley, I'm Bob Klein Jr. And this has been the TNA Cross Line Podcast. Thank <laughs> you.